if you missed the last few services of ours, I mean, it's been such a great move of God and such a growth of the people, which is, which is, that's what you want. You want that growth. You want people to get it. And today I do have a, I have a message from God. Um, I want to talk from a subject called uh, Deeper Than the Skin. Deeper Than the Skin, okay? Deeper Than the Skin. I want to turn your attention to book, the book of Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. The book of Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. When you get it, can you respond by saying... Amen. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaritan and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off. And they lift up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. I like that. I'll read that again. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan now the Bible the Bible choose to talk about his nationality because it could have went on and left out his nationality and gave you his name but it choose to give his nationality to show the significance of who came back to God and Jesus answered and said, where were, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Are not found that return to give glory to God, said this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way, thou faith have made you whole. I like that. My message, my message today, deeper than the skin somebody say deeper than the skin praise God father you got to help me to be strong and not long in Jesus name amen I want to talk about healing just for a second I want to talk about physical healing and then I'm going to talk about spiritual healing Physical healing from the medical dictionary, the process of returning to health, the restoration and the structure and the function of the injury being healed, whether by cut or disease, the healing process, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that often, the healing process, the process of healing includes blood clogging, tissue mending, scarring, and bone healing. We'll say that again. The healing process includes blood clogging, tissue mending, scarring, and bone healing. 
Number two, the process of helping someone heal or returning to health is need to be done someone who is healthy themselves or that can provide the health care. So if I'm going to help you to be healthy, I have to be healthy somewhat myself. All right? I think today one of the problems is you have so many sick people trying to help sick people. You have too many broken people trying to help broken people. It's not working. And so you have here, here's the last thing, number three, restoring to health. Now I want you to get this. Restoring to health, the dictionary says, promoting the closure of the wound. So healing is just not clogging and mending and scarring, but it's also a closure of the wound. I hear people always say, um, I need to be healed. Uh, I, I, I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But sooner or later, the, the healing or the scar must be closed. A lot of people hold on to wounds really sincerely so they can have an alibi. Yeah. They need an escape. They need an excuse. This is who I am. And because you hurt me. And so we use what you call the knuckle, the knuckleball. To, to throw back at you because you hurt me. And some of you actually got healed, but you keep hanging on to something from your past to fight someone in your future. Mm. Oh, it's good. I can hear a rat looking nice. I'm glad too. Uh, uh, see, the, the reason why I'm glad because some of you take broken things that God healed you from in your past relationships and take it to your new relationships when God already healed you. Yeah, you're looking for attention. That's it. Watch it. Watch it. Let's go to spiritual healing. The Cambridge Dictionary says uh, about spiritual healing, it puts it this way. The activity of making a person healthy without using medical or physical methods. Sometimes it's a part of religious ceremony. So, When you talk about spiritual healing, there is no medicine or nothing physical, method-wise, that takes a part of this healing. Spiritual healing has an ancient pedigree which which has its evidence of success. Let me repeat that. This is what the dictionary says. Not, Not the church, not the Bible. It says spiritual healing has an ancient pedigree which is evidence in its success. So, physician says that a lot of times through ancient history, they can see people actually being healed spiritually. Even if they don't agree with the method, they can't deny the evidence. Hallelujah. So then, one definition says it this way about spiritual healing. Uh, Spiritual healing involves the recognition and acceptance of a God beyond our own intelligence and whom we have a relationship with. So if I need spiritual healing, I got to recognize, number one, there is a God that is higher than I. Mm-hmm. It is just not some, some method of, of, of having some rocks steamed up and you going to some type of stuff to try to get you some spiritual healing. You need to recognize that there is a God. As we dealt with systematic theology, as we were studying about systematic theology, uh, theos, God, ology, study of, as we dealt with that, you got to know that there is a God. 
and God has put it, you can read it, uh, I think it's in Ecclesiastes chapter thir- uh, 3, verse 17, that God has put eternity in the hearts of men. That means that men, whether they're Christian or not, they recognize that there is something in the afterlife. Yeah, the Indians did, the Egyptians did. Uh, when you go throughout the ranks, Islam, Muslim do. They recognize that there is something in the afterlife. So God put it in their hearts to yearn after eternity. Are you with me? And so then, only God can provide this experience of inspirational joy, security, peace of mind, and the guidance that go beyond the physical realm. When you want spiritual healing, you need something that go beyond just the physical realm. A man can't heal you. Some things in your inside, a woman can't heal you. So running from woman to woman, you still ain't getting your healing. You getting instant gratification, but you ain't getting long time healing. Oh boy. Healing, watch this, healing has a process. Whether short term or long term, healing has a process. Healing, hear me church, healing and miracles are different. Healing and miracles are different. Miracles, a surprise event that goes beyond nature and scientific laws. Therefore, considered to be the work of a divine agency. Cambridge says miracles are usually and, 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 and mystery or, or, or mystery events that has its origins in God. It's surprising and unexpected, a miracle. So then, healing, what came up constantly in my research, when I researched the, the dictionary of healing, I come to find out constantly, healing, the word process is used. Miracle, the word surprise is used. So the surface word that kept on surface is process or surprise or instantaneously. Miracles most of the time are instantaneously. Healing, it takes process. What are you saying to us? In a nutshell, a miracle speaks it is instantaneous, it's complete. Healing, it goes beyond the physical realm. But healing, however, is gradual. It takes time. If we let me let me let me make this case in point. Most of us that grew up in a charismatic environment of church, we often depend on miracles to get us out. And so we are so miraculously driven that if God don't do it right away, it's not God. So we get spoiled. We don't want healing, we always want a miracle. Yeah, so we're saying, God, God, do it for me now, do it for me now. And it don't happen right now, you're disappointed. Because you're not realizing, if God didn't give you the miracle, maybe he's giving you the healing. Oh, God, oh, God. Look, look at the process. Look at, we're looking for miracles on mostly every occasion. We're looking for miracles because we hate process. We live in a generation, we love everything instantaneously. We, we took it from Quaker, the, the, you know, the Quaker brand. And we had to pour the oatmeal and stir the oatmeal and put cinnamon and nutmeg. I know how to cook, y'all. And, and put a little butter in it and salt. But now we're to a point that forget all that. We want it instantaneously. This, this parrot, put it in the microwave, 30 seconds, you got instant. We, we hate waiting at banks. 
We hate waiting. We hate. We need drive through We need everything right away. Right away. And, and the world is evolving. I'm happy for, I'm happy for technology. Uh, uh, before, before, I'm, 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 I'm class of 1994, Miami Central. Uh, uh, before, we had to go to the library to use the internet. Now, you don't have to go to the library. The internet, come on somebody, is on your phone. And now they made it so you can have the internet on your watch. Instantaneous. You don't wait on nothing. Nothing. No phone call. I remember I was growing up and I wanted to talk to a girl. I had to wait till I go home and use that phone. Now we can four-way, five-way. And now forget about talking to them. I can watch you. Oh, boy. Snapchat. So, 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 Miracles. If God did everything by miracles all the time, it would spoil us. And it can rob you from development. If God always gave you a miracle, it will rob you from the process of healing. Hmm, what are you saying? If God did not, if God did not did do anything, or if God gave you a miracle every time, you will not appreciate your development. You won't appreciate it because you'll think that God should do it all the time. Anybody got children in here? Your children don't appreciate that the phone that they're using, they don't have to pay the bill. So they'll lose it, they'll crack it, they'll let folks borrow it because why? It's a privilege. Oh. We, 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 everything is instantaneous. Even husbands sometimes don't appreciate their wife. If you got a wife that cooks for you and pets you up and you're so used to it, you get so used to it to it dull your senses that you'll treat the woman that's treating you good, you'll treat her bad because you used to having her thing. And you'll treat the secretary on the job. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me in here. That give you a donut and a coffee and don't care nothing about you. It's because you think she's so much. She ain't in your quarters. She don't go to sleep with you. She don't wake up with you. She don't have your stretch marks you gave her from all the babies. You ain't gonna talk to me in here. You got to appreciate. Vice versa, women got to appreciate the men. You got a man that work hard, that love you, that's there for you. He may not do everything you want him to do, but you got to appreciate. Oh my God, a piece of bread is better than having nothing. And the same man you downing is the same. There's somebody around the corner that want him. The same man you say he ain't nothing. There's a woman saying, just let him go, baby. Just let him go here. Let him go. I don't need much. I'll make sure I take care of him real good. I better talk to him in here. You better appreciate what God has given Watch this, appreciation. We don't appreciate nothing. Nothing. That's why God, he allow you. It help us. Now watch this. The healing process also help us. That if God gave you a miracle all the time, instantaneously, then you won't take part of the process. So a lot of times God take you through the process so you can play a role too. Yes. Everything God, God, God. God say no. You have to play a role too. Oh, somebody. A role here you will find out. God said, listen, it, God will sometimes leave you in the situation to heal you in it. 
instead of a miracle bring you out of it. God will leave you in it to cultivate and to mold and to bring the person he wants you to be. Sometimes we're asking God to snatch us out of it and God say no. I'm going to leave you in the furnace of affliction to bring the best out of you. I remember back in the days when I had gold teeth. I had a grill at the top. I didn't have to pull out. I had the real deal. And so while I'm sitting on 79th street, they're about to put these goals in my mouth. After filing down my teeth, they, they, I, they, they inside this black brown dirt, they picked up the goal and put it in some fire and then as they as they processed the goal, it became shiny. And what I'm trying to tell you, sometimes God will process you. He want to bring you to the fire to bring shine out of you. Do you know that diamonds they are made under pressure? Mm. Uh, I'm not into my cubic zirconia. You can keep that. Real diamonds is made under pressure. If you see a real diamond in its raw form, you will throw it away and think it's a dirty glass. But when you cut a diamond, it takes a diamond to cut a diamond. It takes God to cut you, to bring every beauty out of you. If it wasn't for God, every cut he did in my life, I appreciate it. It didn't feel good then, but look what God will bring you now. I thank God for the process, because the process will bring something out of you that would have never Tell somebody, I thank God for the process. It's developing you. Yes, it's developing you. Yeah, yeah, it's developing. Now, I, here's what I want you to do. You can, you can Twitter this. You can, never, you, you can do whatever you want to do this. If God hasn't healed you from it, maybe God want to heal you through it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't realize that God is really, you in the healing process, and you getting better, but you're getting bitter. God is healing your family. God is healing things in your job. God is healing things in ministry. But because it's not instantaneous, we, we cry because everything don't go our way. He's making you. I tell people, I want to go to another church where, 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 where I won't be hurt. You keep going to church. No matter what church you go to, God is going to make you. It's not the church. God is trying to make you. So either you go to another church. I tell people all the time, God, give me patience. Well, God will give you somebody to get in your nerve. God, teach me how to love. God will put somebody in your face that don't like you. If you want to be trained by God, you've got to get on a wheel to be trained by God. This is not an easy life. Folks, look and say, y'all Christians. Y'all, y'all so soft. Who told you that? It takes to love your enemies when I can pick up a gun and blow your head off when I'm angry but to show you love when I should strike you with a fist that takes God when I can walk out the relationship but I stay because God you got to know it takes God takes God to love oh hallelujah takes God yes Lord it takes God the healing process, and I keep on using that word, the healing process, the healing process, should cause one to give God thanks. Yes. In my next move and swing, if God is healing you, or God has healed you, you should have gratitude. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that can happen to some of us 
is to do something for somebody else and they don't appreciate it. Can you imagine that? You don't have to buy it back from me. But a thank you would have sufficed. Sometimes people just looking for thank you. That's it. I'm, 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 I'm cooking. Like, they, like women say, I'm slaving, I'm cooking, I'm doing this stuff. And you can't even say thank you. Somebody say, well, I, you know, I don't got to appreciate it. I said thank you. I, I, you know, I ain't like everybody. I ain't emotional. You don't have to have emotions to say thank you. It take your lips moving. That's it. But the problem, you don't say thank you because sometimes, I'm going to tell you the truth, it's a last day spirit. Y'all don't believe me? Second Timothy, get it, can you get those scriptures up there? Second Timothy chapter 3. I, I want to I read this to you because um, it's a last day sign, rather. It's a last day sign. You'll find out the last day sign. Um, can you get it? Give me a wave if you can't, sir, please. All right. That's up there? I, I don't think so. All right. I was trying to get away from him. All right. Watch this. Second Timothy. You got, there it is. Oh, talk to me. There it is. Kind of, okay. You got to get the internet boost up. Okay. Uh, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Next verse. For men shall be lover of themselves. Covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Wait a minute. Un Unholy. Wait a minute. What they got to do the last days? Just unthankful. Don't appreciate nothing. Don't appreciate parents. Don't appreciate friend. Don't appreciate husband. Don't appreciate nothing. Nothing satisfies you but you. And that's why you're lovers of yourself. Here's the problem. You want somebody to please you when you can't please yourself. Unthankful. I, would have said, I didn't say that. The word said it. The last days, perilous times shall come. They, they shall be unthankful. Unthankfulness. A simple thank you can release you from a horrible situation. Jonah, Jonah chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. Jonah was swallowed by the whale, running from an assignment from God, swallowed by the whale inside of the belly of a, of a fish. God blessed them so through the miracle power of God, the assets of the whale did not dissolve him. Three days and three nights, he should have died from a lack of oxygen. Should die from the acids and everything should have ate him alive. But Jonah lived in the belly of the well for three days and three nights. But yet he was running from God and God swallowed him. But how did Jonah get his release? Listen to the word of God. Go to the next verse, please. Before that. Verse number nine. Watch, watch what happened to Jonah. But I will sacrifice. He's praying inside of the well. He says, I will sacrifice unto thee the voice of thanksgiving hallelujah i will pay that i will have vow salvation is of the lord the next verse after he gave thanksgiving with the voice and the lord spoke to the fish and the fish vomit him out 
He cut out the belly of the whale when he gave God thanks. I'm trying to tell you something. Sometimes you're in a situation, you can't change it. You ought to raise your hands and give God thanks. I thank you. I remember Spurgeon, the writer Spurgeon, a scholar of England. Spurgeon said he got robbed. And when he got robbed, he went home and laid down and pondered. Instead of complaining, he began to give God thanks. For what? You got robbed. He said, first of all, I thank you that when I got robbed, he didn't take everything from me. Secondly, I thank you that he could have killed me. Third, I thank you that I could have been the robber on the other end of the gun. So I thank you that even though it was bad, I still give you praise. That's what we look for. We look for thanks. In all things, give God thanks. That's why the word of God said in Psalms 100 and verse number 4. That's why when people come to church, they come to church without the heart of thanksgiving because they don't recognize how good God been to you. We're so prone to everyday activity by getting up in the morning, eating our food, using our limbs as though they were by our own strength and by our own might. But I serve you notice that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell in it. He's God. God made you in his image and his likeness and he breathed into your nostrils and you became a living soul. God say I give you the power to get wealth. I gave you stuff that you can't afford. I opened up doors for you when it was closed. I'm the one that looked after you when you slept with three women and one of them had age and I didn't allow it to get to you. I feel like preaching today. I bless you. When they was about to rob you, I turned them around. Can I preach about myself? Here am I a boy, a college athlete there in Michigan doing whatever I want to do in 1995. Ooh, one day some dope boys all of a sudden the drug deal went bad or somebody messed with somebody dope. I'm sitting in the room just listening to Scarface bumping my music, Method Man, Red Man and Nas. Here we go, Tupac in my ears sitting there not knowing that death is around the corner the boys knocking on the door and they say I'm going to come in here and bust a cap in other words I'm going to kill everybody in the room what did I do I ran in the bathroom and began to tell the Lord God have mercy on me I'm thugging out gold teeth pants hanging down and cursing but when I was in the jam I knew how to call on God and God shift their minds and nobody got murdered can I picture you like I feel it and you think I won't thank God I must thank God growing up in Robin Hood watching my friends murdered Skeet Hound OJ dying in the casket and I was no better than them but the grace of the almighty God I feel like preaching here today y'all can I give you another story I had a friend of mine when I got back from college I jumped in his car and I say let's go get the girls. He looked at me and say well I don't do that any longer I looked around in his car and come to find out he's serving Jesus. I got 
out in the car on 79th Street, I looked at him and I said, pray for me because God is going to save me too. I didn't know I prophesied my own future. Oh, little to be known, I went back to college. The young man decided to go back. He didn't mess with church no more. I picked up the Miami Times, looked in the paper, and there is Reggie. He got murdered. They threw him in the lake and fish ate the skin off his body. I begin to think this young man knew you before I did. And I'm so thankful for your mercy because I was no better than him. I feel like Jonah. Oh, I give God thanks. Y'all excuse me, church. If some of y'all accidentally, you can sit there. But I'm going to take five seconds to give my God a praise. me you coming to church he said enter to my courts my gates with thanksgiving and to my courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name when I walk in the house of God I'm thankful when I praise God I'm thankful I'm thankful can you just wave those hands and tell God thank you I'm thankful. Sit down, please. I want to I wanna get to this text before we go home. The power of healing, thanksgiving, and wholeness is in this one story. Luke chapter 17. Sit down, please. I got a little work. Luke chapter 17. Jesus walking through Samaritan and Galilee. As he walked through, because the Samaritans have nothing to do with the Jews. It was a racial issue. They didn't like them. They considered the, 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 they considered the Samaritans like a half-breed, far distant cousins. And so all of a sudden, Jesus passed through that place, and he encountered ten leopards afar off. Leprosy was a disease that eats up the skin and deteriorates the body. There was no cure for leprosy. Leviticus tell you that whoever had leprosy, they had to go out and stand afar off, mess up their hair, mess up their face, tear their clothes, and cry that they are unclean. They had to make it known it was the AIDS virus of that day. Jesus passed by and ten of them are yelling. Jesus, have mercy. I want one, one translation put it put it real well it says jesus have pity on us notice they didn't really ask for healing because they were saying how they eat people were toss food to them they was considered an outcast nobody wanted to deal with the lepers jesus come by and they yelled master have mercy on us as they yelled those words, they stood afar off. Those words echoed to Jesus' ears. And when he saw them, he said to them. Now notice, notice, healing works this way too. You don't always have to be touched to be healed. He could just speak a word. He sent his word and he healed them. The Lord now, he says, go show yourself to the priest. Now. This is amazing because 
Jesus is following customary law. For you to get back into the population, you had to go to the priesthood to look at you and give you the thumbs up. They good to go back. So Jesus does not skip this process. He says, go. Now watch it. In the midst of them leaving, they obey. Everybody say obey. This is what I said before, that the healing process, God wants you to take part of it too. If they wouldn't have left and obeyed, they would remain sick. Yes, Jesus could have gave them an instantaneous miracle. But he says, go. As they leave, as they walk in, all of a sudden, the Bible says, I want you to read this. It says, and one of them, when they saw, when he saw that he was healed, he saw, everybody say saw. He recognized. Here is two great recognitions. Write this down, two good points. Two great recognitions to be healed. You got to recognize who Jesus is. They knew he was a master. And secondly, you got to recognize the process that he's working it out. He saw that he was healed. When the healing took place, it took place on the journey. On my journey of giving a report to the priest, it took faith, y'all, because to go to the priest, you do not go to the priest looking sick. You already know you're sick. But Jesus said, so they walk, and all of a sudden as they walk, they see themselves clean. One of them saw it. He stopped and he turns. None of the nine question him turning. But he turns and leave the popular crowd to do what's right. Because everybody else is not doing it. Don't mean he leaves the crowd. He goes to Jesus. I want you to get this. He goes to Jesus. And the Bible says he turned back with a loud voice. Glorified God. Now this is what I love. He was loud for his healing. Y'all got it. He's loud with his praise. We loud to God when we want something. We are loud to God. We want a blessing, a healing, a miracle, job, wife, husband, whoever. We allow. But when it comes to your respond back to God, I don't get emotional. You was emotional in the hospital. I don't express myself like that. Yes, you do. Anybody know me? I go to I go to Heat games, Universal Miami games. I'm a 305 fan to the heart. Y'all, y'all know me. I have not yet once. I don't care how how conservative people are. <laughs> Dignified and blue and white collar, black collar, whatever you want to call it. When they see their team doing something, everybody in the arena, from the hundred dollar tickets to the thousand dollar tickets to the twenty dollars in the upper 
upper room. When, when Ray Allen hit that shot against the Spurs, everybody lost their mind. Millionaires, everybody else, they weren't looking like this. Now, that's a shot. I ain't emotional. They lost their mind. They went to hugging and jumping. Don't touch me. You don't know me. I, I'm trying to tell you, when God do something for you that's so miraculous, I guarantee you, it'll break you out your shell. Yes, Lord, it will make you give God some glory to say, God, it was not the priest. Can I preach this thing like I feel it? I'm going to turn to God because it's not the priest that did it. It's not the temple that did it. It's not the Ark of the Covenant. It's not even the synagogue. It's not my mother, my father, my friends, my brother, my money. The only one that did this is Jesus. Will somebody turn like this? Oh, he did it for me. That's why I go back to glorify. That's why he laid prostrate. The Bible says he fell. Oh, glory to God. I fall. I let the Lord know. I appreciate you. No matter how it looks, I'll mess up my Mac. I'll tear up my shoes. I'll rip my money suit because I want to praise you. God will do something. I feel like preaching today, y'all. Y'all call me charismatic you may think you don't take all that but i was on my way to hell and i'm thankful you think when you get to heaven heaven gonna be quiet the throne of god gonna shake the 24 elders threw down their crown and gave god some glory you think heaven quiet the angels gonna give god some glory thank you holy ghost in the of revelation they looked out over the crowd and saw some people go on robe in white robes with palm trees or branches in their hands and they asked the question who are they that's robed in white robes they got palm branches in their hands who are they and the answer was elder Bimbry, these are they that came through great tribulations they pure and white and they got palm trees in their hands what the palm tree represent it represent that through the storms of life I may bend but I won't break I may be shaken but I will not be moved I might feel like swinging in here I feel like giving God some glory these are they I look at somebody and tell them excuse me I don't mean to get on your nerves but I came through I don't mean to aggravate you but I got a God that I got to praise he inhabit the praises of his people he sit on it when you praise him he has sit on your bills he has sit on your relationship he has sit on your life when you praise him you might as well take 30 seconds to give God a ridiculous I feel like praising. Somebody say praise. There is a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word yada. It means to praise God. Yes, Lord. Somebody say yada. It means to praise God with extending of hands. I yada you. The word koda. It means to praise God with the hands of thanksgiving. I zomar you. I yahel you. I do everything I could. I expect 
express to you how much you mean to me. I praise you. Did the walls come down? I feel somebody walls about to break. I feel like Jericho. I'm going to blow the trump. The drugs come down. The high blood pressure come. I'm going to blow the trump. Let me close. Watch it, church. Let me tell y'all something. Jesus recognized who glorified him. Jesus looked at the man. Come here, Elder Kelvin. He looks at the man. He says, no one else came to give glory to God but this Samaritan. What is a Samaritan? They was considered the no-like. A Samaritan, the rest of them was Jews that knew the law and knew God. But they won't come back and give Jesus glory. Watch it. It is funny that people that didn't grow up in church appreciate God sometimes more than people that grew up in church. Because you can get so immune to the church atmosphere that somebody come off the street and get their healing and give God glory. Uh, I had a friend named Antoine Hines from Chicago. He was stunned to be a Muslim and a Jehovah Witness. And when I went to him, I ministered to him. He got baptized and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He did not have no church ethics, no church training. Uh, when the music played, I don't care if it was Mahalia Jackson. The beat can be slow as a funeral. Antoine would cry and roll. He would get up again and keep crying. He sat down by me and he began to apologize he said I'm so sorry man to embarrass you like this but you know I've never been like this before I said listen you ain't got to apologize for nothing because what God did for you you ain't got to please nobody else because what God did for you they looking at you like you crazy but you got the right to give God some praise they can look at you like a crazy but you got the right don't you get so church trained and religious that you praise God of being mechanic. I want some folks to praise God. They just want to praise God because just a Samaritan. And I promise we done. The Samaritan gives them praise. Curdy, give them praise. Let me tell you what happened. He looks at him and he get a benefit that the rest of them don't get. The rest of them got healed physically. That was skin deep. That, that, was, that was the surface. They was glad just to look good again. <laughs> they was happy just to, just to get their form back and they was happy to get their shape. They, they was happy to get their and they was happy with that but this man here he got more than the outside he got all from the inside God took care of stuff that was bothering him what I'm trying to tell you today God will make you whole it's deeper than the skin forget my 
my surface stuff. Yeah, you got bills, surface. You have an argument, surface. You don't like somebody, surface. You got sickness, you coughing, surface. But what about that depression that nothing can handle? What about those suicide thoughts that medicine can't cure? What about that angry attitude, that lustful demon? What about that? What's going to take care of that? It's Jesus alone. Lord, make me whole. Not just my car, not just my house, but I want you to go in the inside and make me whole. Good God Almighty. Some of you got healing, but you need to be made whole. Whoa, I feel Jesus in here. How? Because this wholeness is going to help you. This wholeness is going to deliver you. I'm sick of the surface stuff. I want Jesus to go deep and pull up. Some of you have unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is deep. God gave you the job, God gave you the house. God bless you with the ministry. But there are some things in your life. And let me tell you how you get it. Just by thanking God. His thanksgiving elder. Release the wholeness. The rest of them can go home. And they say the word they're whole. It deals with soteriology. Salvation. He said down faith. Has made the whole. I want to have a mass prayer because some of you are in the healing process and God have healed some of you and you're just happy with that but I need to be made whole the inside of me doctors can't do nothing with this I wrestle with demons you have no idea that I'm fighting with a young lady I forgot what it was a beautiful white young lady beautiful her car was parked at Walmart for three months. Parents looking for her since December. They're looking for a lost report. Where is my daughter? She laid in the car rotten. And they found a suicide note. Three months in the parking lot of Walmart. They couldn't recognize nobody inside because of the tinted windows. Beautiful, but broken. Smart, but torn. Run into things that will not heal you. I'm talking to men too, because we think this only for women. Men are broken too. Some men have been molested by crazy uncles touched by aunties and people they didn't even recognize. Men have been rejected. Angry. Men. Oh, I'm 39 years old. I'm going on 40. Men trying to do things in life and constantly being rejected. Men. Inside you broken. No father was there for you. You missed the father's love. It's foreign to you when we speak of love. Because nobody never gave it to you. And women accusing, he don't love me. 
Baby, he's trying to learn love himself. And God said, I can make you whole, but would you turn around while you're being healed and come to me and say, Lord, thank you. I appreciate the process. God said, now it's time for you to be made whole. Stand with me quickly. There's somebody at their seat. You don't have to come to the altar. Right at your seat, you can receive the Lord Jesus. Right where you are. Whole. Whole. Aren't you, aren't you sick of dealing with the fruit and not the root? It's the fruit. Anger, malice, fruit. There's a root to that. It's coming from somewhere. Keep on chasing man after man, woman after woman. It's a fruit somewhere. God said you got to be whole. Father, we thank you with heads bowed. Father, right now, as they look internally, I speak wholeness. Wholeness. God said, the only simple thing I'm asking you for is gratitude. Telling me thank you. Even though, God, I'm not where I want to be, but I appreciate where you are taking me. Thank you. Heal them, Jesus. Heal them. Heal them. Heal them. They need healing, God. Their wounds are open. It's bleeding, God. They aggravate the wound again. They pulled off the scab, God, and the wound is open again. Heal them. One word opened up that wound again. One memory took them backwards. They need to be healed. Now, God, I pray for those that thank you for the healing, God. Go deeper than the skin. Now, God, we thank you for making us whole again. I want to be whole in my mind, whole in my spirit. Forgive us for our sins. Wash us whiter than snow. Come on, church, open your mouth and pray. Come on another minute. Forgive us, Lord. Jesus, come into our hearts. Come into my heart, God. I don't know who you are, but you can repeat this right where you at. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead, you can ask him now. Come into my heart. Save me. Refresh me. Deliver me. In the name of Jesus. Ho! Come on, 30 seconds. Ho! Ho! I'm a whole God. I've got to be whole. I can't make it without you making me whole. I can't make a good decision without making me whole. My finances is messed up. Make me whole again. We thank you. Come on and give God outstanding praise in here. We magnify the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.